the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Um, money, investing, and more. Uh, we could talk about the markets. We could talk about the economy. We could talk about what you should be doing. Um, I try to leave it as open as possible for you, and uh, hopefully it works out pretty well. Not saying that it always will, but hopefully it works out pretty well. I'm giving away some tickets to Motown the Musical for Sunday evening. You need to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. And uh, tell me a reason why you want to go Sunday night to Motown the Musical. And uh, that's in San Francisco. Uh, so we'll do what we can there. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So the Nikkei index rose despite a large 6.8% annualized decline in Japanese GDP. A drop that size generally expected due to a big increase in national sales tax that reduced consumption. The GDP decline follows a 6.1% annual gain in the first quarter. That doesn't fully excuse the weak economic number. However, Japan and the Prime Minister has not really found a new magic formula for economic growth. GDP is barely positive over the past year. So they're shaking things up. Let's charge more taxes. It's really not working. So German index posted a little bit of a gain after yesterday's kind of I want to say bloodbath on economic data that came out of Europe. Uh, just the worst possible sets of numbers that you could imagine. So what will the United States do? Um, you know, hey, one day, and I said this yesterday, and it's, it's kind of frustrating. It seems like, hey, bad news in Europe is good news for us. It means lower interest rates for a longer period of time. Yay. And then we come out with good data, and it's like, uh-oh, that's not exactly going to hold true, is it? So we kind of do a little bit of a yo-yo, yo-yo. Uh, 
You know the app, yo.com? It's already gotten a valuation well over $10 million. And all it does is it allows you to... It's changing, and they're going to try to figure out some sort of angle on it. But it allows you to basically send a text that says yo to someone a little bit easier than sending a text and typing yo to someone. Just throwing that out there for you. Um, United States Marines taught me something, and I'm not a United States Marine, and I've only known one personal United States Marine, but there are a few who move towards the sound of chaos, ready to respond at a moment's notice, and when time comes... They're the first to move forward, the sound of tyranny, injustice, and despair. They are forged in the crucible of training. They're the few, the proud, the Marines. It's one of the videos or commercials that the Marines play. And certainly that exemplifies some of the best characteristics of our country. Um, It also has something to do with investing. Do you want to be macho? Do you want to be an alpha? There is a bit of a message there that's tied towards moving towards the sound of chaos. The investment community tends to run from chaos. We look at what's happening in Israel. We look at what's happening in Ukraine. I should say Israel, Syria. I'm not saying I have one favor over the other. Honestly, just not smart enough. But we don't, as stock investors, we don't want to like, we're like, hey, it's coming up on Thursday or Friday and David Gregory might say something negative about something and the market might get volatile. I'm getting out of here. Investors nearing retirement fear nest eggs are going to evaporate. That's obvious. But younger investors should look at what's happening in Israel and what's happening in Syria, what's happening in Ukraine, as woohoo, here's an opportunity for me to get in on the cheap. History suggests that allowing volatility to overrule a good investment plan tends to lead to poor performance. I'm not emotional. I'm not either uh, dramatic, nor am I pessimistic. So if you're able to run towards chaos and embrace it when it happens on Wall Street, I think you'll do pretty well. Um, The average investor, when you take a look at, you know, um, times where volatility picks up, typically underperforms every category except for Asia as an uh, Asian emerging market. Average investors even underperformed cash. Average investor underperforms all asset classes except for Asian investments. Um, You could simply improve performance by just simply buying and holding any asset class other than Asian emerging markets when there's uh, drama, when there's big pullbacks. So what they do is they buy high, and they sell low, and they run away when chaos hits. You'd be better owning energy or healthcare or information technology or consumer staples or REITs or, you know, um, large cap value or hedge funds or the SP 500 or the Russell 2000 or Europe or materials or 10-year strips. Um, but they run away. They don't embrace volatility. And I'm not saying, like, have a party. Go have a street fair. I'm not saying that. I, I, I don't think that'll get you to where you want either. 
I think it's a better potential solution than, um, again, panicking and selling and going into an area that you don't know what you're doing. So don't be the investor that runs away, or try not to be the investor that runs away. Small interesting news today. Amazon's taking direct aim at mobile payment systems, such as Square, by introducing Amazon Local Register. It's a credit card processing device and mobile app designed to help small business owners accept payments through their smartphones and tablets. The move places the largest e-commerce retailer in competition with Square. A woman who cuts my hair has Square, and it's a little dongle that you attach to her phone. And Square really hasn't done a good job of figuring out where they're going. And it's a great concept, but Amazon instantly moved in. PayPal should have moved in, and PayPal just... PayPal's not right for some reason. Intuit's got GoPayment, PayPal has a processing technology, Amazon's got one now. So suddenly the square angles not looking as quite right. Amazon's technology includes a card reader that attaches to a smartphone, Kindle, or tablet, like Square. The reader processes credit or debit payment cards via a secure network, same one that processes all Amazon.com purchases. So small businesses can start using local registers by creating an account. Businesses must buy Amazon's card reader for 10 bucks and download the free mobile app from Amazon App Store. App works on most smartphones and tablets. Interesting, right? Just like that, they get into a little bit more mobile processing of payments that aren't necessarily tied towards Amazon purchases. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Got a big event coming up this weekend, San Rafael, California, on the 16th, three days from now, roughly. I'd love for you to come out. First event's going to be wealth creation. Well, I'm sorry, wealth preservation and retirement planning with CFP Chad Burton from 9 to noon. Second event's going to be more of a wealth creation, 20 steps to financial freedom. That's going to be from 1 to 4. You can sign up for either or event at robblack.com. It's in San Rafael this weekend. Sign up at robblack.com. The sun may rise in the east at least it's settled in a final location. This is going to shock you a little bit. Well, I guess I could do two things that shock you. First and foremost, and what could only be described as truly sad and pathetic, uh, Robin Williams, obviously, in the news. Um, his daughter, Zelda, which, what a fantastic name. Name your kid after a video game, right? It had to be kind of tough growing up. But she was forced to quit Twitter after what are called internet trolls spammed her with gruesome photoshopped images of her father. She really asked her followers, most of whom were tweeting messages of love and support, to report the trolls. Then, shortly thereafter, she just quit. Um, 
And that's the nature, or that's the problem with social media. Um, she had to delete Twitter from her device, and she can really never go back. Uh, people are just mean and nasty. So she's the second of the late actor's three children. She was the first to take to social media to say something nice about her dad. And the trolls came out. And I'm not all that surprised, and I don't think you should be either. Like, that's just, sadly, that's where we are. The next one is even more discouraging to me. Um, Kim Kardashian's killing Candy Crush. King Digital, we all know King, right? Maker of Candy Crush, incredibly addictive. They came public. Zynga came public, and it was a disaster. Um, They had Farmville. Now, King came public, and they're running into a little bit of a disaster. Even though they try to come in at a lower valuation, it's people just don't like playing the game anymore. Candy Crush kind of, it was a fad. So stocks at a 52-week low should never have come public. Um, They just don't have the diversification of games. And uh, Kim Kardashian's got a new app out right now that's kind of just crushing it. (laughs) Um, But the games are too expensive to play, and there's cheaper games that are taking share. And a drop in sales and missed analyst expectations causes the stock to get crushed down 23% today. Um, most analysts are downgrading it to a hold. So a lot of seasonality, a little bit of World Cup seem to have taken things away. Competition within casual gaming is intense. Uh, Kim Kardashian is said to make almost $70 million this year from her game, and that's tragic. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning. Chad, welcome in. CFP Chad Burton, he is the Ayatollah of rock and roll when it comes to financial planning. How are you, Mr. Burton? Good, thanks. <laughs> the Ayatollah, I like that one. Yeah, I don't think I made that up. I think I stole that from somebody. With that said, uh, let's talk a little 401k f- fees, because companies seem to differ like golden clay. Some 401ks are ideal. Some 401ks are costly, and they've got a horrible product in them. Yeah. So what do we need to know in the world of 401k and 401k fees? Well, first of all, if you're an employer and you know you started your business, you had some employees, they wanted a 401k plan, so you started it. And a lot of times they started it with an insurance company. And the internal fees in these things are often around 2% to get the, the everything covered. And usually either you directly or your employees are paying for it right out of the account. And they're not going to lower the fees to the next fee schedule level unless you ask. Now, recent laws have said that, you know, as a, as a 401k program is an offering, they're going to have to send out a very clear statement on what the 401k fees are. So this is going to become a bigger issue in 2012 and 13, where people are going to realize the costs of their 401k. So you know, once you have a good amount of assets in the plan, you're able to shop it. You're able to go to the Vanguards, the T Row prices, the you know get low, no load funds, and even ETFs into the 401k plan to get the fees down for your employees. I think there's a law with uh, the teachers 457s and 403Bs, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a law that if they ask for a provider, it legally has to be given to them. So if, for instance, in their district they don't have Fidelity, they could raise their voice and say, I'd like to use Fidelity, that provider has to be made accessible to them, which is kind of cool. You know, the the it's kind of a backfire on what's going on in the 403B market because I used to be able to, you know, take a somebody's 403B and roll it over into another 403B so I can manage it at the custodian right. that I use, which is TD Ameritrade. But that's almost impossible right now. So hopefully that changes. Um, people, you know, a lot of teachers get stuck with what they're in. When we started off as a young company, you know, you, you basically put your 401k assets with almost anyone, like you said. Yeah. Um, 
But a little bit later in life, as your company starts to mature, you have the power, and not necessarily they have the power. Early on, it does feel like you have to go with whatever anyone's willing to provide for you. Yeah, and it's a much more competitive market now, so a lot of companies, uh, you know, whether it's your ADP, your paychecks, or whatever, have 401ks that are pretty much just a huge array of no-load funds that you can use, and almost nearly a flat fee or a per-participant fee to do it versus super high management fees inside the account. So shop around. New Focus Financially has a 401k plan. Do you have any annual maintenance fees? We we have a per-participant fee and then the annual fee to file the 5500 through through the payroll company. What happens, and I was just trying to set a standard of uh, you know what people can expect out there, because mm-hmm. obviously New Focus Financial is going to be on top of their 401k, trying to take care of their employees. Uh, what if you work for a company that has a bad, like high annual fees or a housing fee or a trading fee or mutual fund fees? Uh, what's your, your mode of, you know, I, I, I get people that email me and I said, I just hate my 401k options. They're too expensive. So you've got to get two to three or four people together and you've got to send emails to the HR department. That's part of HR's job is to make sure that the employee benefits are run correctly. And part of the prudent man rule to make sure people are educated if you're going to offer a 401k too as a business, you've got to educate people, um, including yourselves on what funds are good and bad inside the program. Well, I work at Cron, and I could tell you that, and you know, from talking to the teachers, I could tell you the HR departments—they're not very smart. Yeah. You know, the HR departments care more about sexual harassment versus educating people on investment options. Uh, see, you know, just these amazing just salespeople from just horrible companies come in. And uh, they bring pizza, and they're like, you should sign up for our funds, and their funds are the high-load funds. And HR doesn't know what they're, they're getting these people in doing. Yeah, and at least, you know, now if you're 55 or older and you have a 401k plan with a large amount and you don't like it, most plans allow you to do what's called an in-service rollover where you can roll over into an IRA, a self-managed IRA, um, at least a minimum of your contributions. Okay. So if you're really unhappy or you want some day-to-day help with managing your funds, you can call up a, uh, your 800 number on your statement, say, am I eligible for an in-service rollover to an IRA? Okay. That way you can either manage it yourself or hire a money manager to, to do it for you. That's something you sometimes recommend where people want to work with a financial planner like yourself and all their assets are in their 401k. You say, are you X amount of age and can you do an in-service rollover? Because it's a way for you... Uh, to help them outside of their own 401k plan. Yeah, and and a lot of it too has to do with, uh, most of the time it's because we're looking at the 401k choices that they have and the bond choices are awful. And this is the hardest area to manage right now and where a lot of risk lies in the next couple of years is interest rates will likely creep up after the uh, quantitative easing process is over. Anything else that we need to know? Uh, You know, just on your 401ks too, it's something that you have to manage one of two ways by either rebalancing it through an automatic rebalancer or make sure you change where your contributions are going to rebalance your portfolio. I don't always keep my eye on my 401k. I kind of like let it accumulate. But there's a button that auto rebalance. Yeah, you can auto rebalance every one once a year, twice a year, or every quarter. Okay. And mathematically, that just um, it's taking a look that you have too much small caps and it's saying let's buy some large cap because they've underperformed. It's just yeah, it, okay. it causes you to 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 sell high and buy low. There you go. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big event coming up this weekend in San Rafael. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's two events, one for protecting your wealth and retirement issues. 
We'll talk estate planning. We'll talk wills. We'll talk trusts with Michelle Lerman. I myself will cover portfolios and income and retirement. Um, that's from 9 to noon. CFP Chad Burton will run that. You can learn more at robblack.com, robblack.com. In the afternoon from 1 to 4, it's more of a beginner's uh, things that you need to do right, how to set up your portfolio over time so that you're you know, well-structured. You can sign up for either event. Um, learn the mistakes to avoid in the afternoon event. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. That's really a large portion of it is learning what not to do and what products not to buy. Um, if you could do that, you're pretty well set. 800-516-1220. You can sign up for either or event at robblack.com. Again, I've got some tickets that I'm trying to give away for Motown the Musical. Um, I'd love for you to win these. Uh, Motown the Musical, it's going to be August uh, 17th. It's playing at the Orpheum Theater for six weeks. Limited engagement from August 15th through September 28th. Tickets on sale now at SHNSF. Uh, it's a wonderful date night. It's going to be free of charge. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and uh, tell me why you want the tickets, and I'll make a decision in the next segment on who wins these. Barry Gordy uh, features Diana Ross and the Supremes, m- music by Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, The Temptations, and many others. Again, you get to the location, tickets are yours. Motown the Musical spans six decades, 1930s through the 1980s, and covers Gordy's rise from boxer to music mogul, as well as the relationship with Diana Ross. Email now. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Taking a look at market numbers today. I've yet to do this today. (laughs) U.S. U.S. business inventories are rising. S&P 500 is up 7. The Dow is up 42. The Nasdaq up 30. Take a break here. We'll be right back. of New Focus Financial. Stocks that are getting kind of beat up pretty hard today. SeaWorld, operator of aquatic theme parks. Down 25% as investors grow increasingly worried about attendance in light of controversy over the company's handling of animals. Company's forecast for the fiscal year was slashed by about 6%. Biggest problem is the company said the money spent per visitor fell 1.8%, largely due to discounting. They did approve a $250 million buyback. Company's well known for Shamu. Um, now, if you kind of want to get dirty or nasty in that story, you could. You could see it just like that, or you could talk about, um, you know, their issue that is pretty well documented on should we be keeping large killer whales in such small areas? CNN's controversial documentary, Blackfish. 
brought to light the questions regarding treatment of orca whales. It looks like when you look at the numbers that you could probably make a case for <coughs> this kind of weakness. Could be an opportunity. They had attendance growth in the quarter, despite a challenging industry. SeaWorld expects revenues to decline 6 to 7%. Um, in order to drive growth, they're undertaking a lot of initiatives, including a detailed review of the company-wide cost structure. So some of the numbers weren't that bad. Attendance increased modestly, rising three-tenths of a percent. So when you see a 25% drop in the stock, that's a pretty big, big, big number. The other stock that's getting hit pretty hard today, King World, uh, maker of Candy Crush. We're learning more and more that mobile games are kind of one-hit wonders, which concerns me because I have a friend who works in the mobile industry. Um, and oftentimes I'll hear, yeah, 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 but... Um, so when you see Zynga completely fall apart, now King Digital starting to fall apart, it does worry me. You know, this company has a $4.4 billion market valuation. How bad was it? Um, it's tough to say that they did anything to tr you know, improve value. Candy Crush download declined sours King Digital's numbers. <coughs> Excuse me. Overall, we are in a pretty flat retail environment, which should be noted. Um, so even spending on video games might be a little bit more perused. Candy Crush also competing with incredibly popular game app tied towards Kim Kardashian. I hate talking about that. I feel dirty. I feel like I need a shower after talking about that, right? So, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anyone who wants to drop me an email, drop me an email right now, rob at robblack.com. Give away tickets to Big Broadway Show. Coming up, Motown the Musical, Sunday, August 17th, 7.30, at the Orpheum Theater in San Francisco. The musical begins August 15th. It runs all the way through September 28th. Good holiday, pre-holiday, uh, treat yourself right kind of night in the city. You can visit SHNSF. The musical tells the real-life story of Barry Gordy and features hits from Banner Ross, The Supremes, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Temptations, and many more. 40 hits overall. Six decades of music. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll fire you back a response, and uh, we'll go from there. If you want to call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Uh, some of the top economic data. Japan reports slimmer-than-expected second-quarter contraction. They did a massive tax on their people, and their economy contracted. If you tax people and take money away from them, they don't spend it. Deer beat expectations, but guided fourth quarter and full-year revenue below expectations. Taking a look at some of the other pieces of content out there, the S&P 500 is up 7, the Dow is up 43, the NASDAQ up 31. Gold sits at 13.14 an ounce. The 10-year Treasury, which is one that we often quote, uh, is at 2.42%. That's pretty low. So uh, that should make mortgage rates a little bit on the cheaper side. Uh, maybe not immediately, but in the next couple of weeks, as that number stays low, that creates an opportunity. Mortgage volume has been weak recently. Um, 
lower mortgage rates and a far less dramatic home price gains. Uh, last week, total applications fell about 2.7%, 2.7% year over year. Uh, they had risen slightly in previous weeks despite basically stagnant rates, but possibly on a slight easing some under, of some underwriting. Some standards are starting to ease a little bit. Refinance volume is down nearly 28% from a year ago levels. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money, investing, and much, much more. Um, there's a great investor out there, and sometimes you don't agree with great investors, and it's okay. His name's Jim Rogers. He's legendary. He made his name when he founded what's called the Quantum Fund with George Soros. In 2007, he packed up and moved to Singapore, where he was essentially shorting the West. Behind Rogers' quick wit and endless charm are brilliant investing insights. Um, I think he's a, a pretty smart guy, even though he kind of rubs me the wrong way. Uh, but one of his quotes is, most successful investors, in fact, do nothing most of the time. I love that, because it is, you know, you're trying too hard. If you're trying too hard, you're probably going to mess up. Um, if you're trying to do too much, you're probably going to mess up. It's remarkable how many people mistake a bull market for brains. When stocks are going up, everyone feels smart. When stocks are going down, suddenly people panic. Um, no matter what we all know today, it's not going to be true in 10 to 15 years. Things change. So you need to change with the times. Big event coming up this weekend. San Rafael, two events, one, a wealth preservation retirement planning from 9 to noon, one, a wealth creation, money 101, all things financial, 20 steps to financial freedom from 1 to 4. You can sign up for either or event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Managing. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Getting your retirement, focusing on wealth. Wealth is a funny term, right? I don't want to get too caught up in that. I think that can get you thinking the wrong way. Um, but wealth to me is having the money to do what I want as long as I live. Having the money to eat, have clothes, have rent, maybe travel. That's what wealth is to me. Not having to work till the day I die. 
So we all have a different definition. One of the things I try to do is bring up some highlights from the news. Um, there's an app called SUP, for instance. To me, it seems like we're starting to get a couple too many apps out there that are getting funded. SUP is like Snapchat meets FaceTime. It's basically you send a message to a friend. If they accept, turns on the video camera on their phone or their computer or whatever for a couple seconds, turns off, nothing saved. So like Snapchat, you text each other and nothing saved. It disappears after the messaging is done. Uh, FaceTime, obviously, video chatting with each other. Uh, that's led to some problems, but I don't know. Do we need this? Is this a, an app we need, or is this just a, a service built in? Uh, very little fanfare. Amazon launched a Square-like credit card swiping business. Makes a lot of sense. I trust Amazon. Um, I would prefer to you know, have my account run through them, my transaction, than through Target. Right, so we see how, we'll see how that plays out in the future. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Let's talk a little financial planning with CFP Chad Burton. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is a financial planner. We talk retirement and wealth issues all the time. Let's talk about the concept of rebalancing your portfolio. I think we all know the concept while we're working. Keep a look at it. Make sure nothing gets too overweighted or too underweighted in your portfolio. Uh, that's when you're working. But mm-hmm. what about in retirement? What concepts do we need to know? Well, let's talk about first why you rebalance because things like asset classes go through different rotation periods. And I've talked about the Callan periodic table investments, and you can Google that and find this. And you can see the sectors or asset classes, as soon as they make, you know, they're the best place to be for two or three years in a row. Within a couple of years, they're the worst place to be in the last in those two or three years in a row. And so when you see them hit the ring the bell, especially for like three years in a row, or when you see an asset class like REITs all of a sudden rally up 15% when they're really a yield play, you know it's time to take some profits and buy stuff that's been down. Um, so you, you're always looking for your investment choices where you want a good 10-year average rate of return, and it's got to be risk-adjusted. In other words, low standard deviation, low beta. Um, and when you see something that has a great long-term rate of return sell off for a period of a year or two, that's when you want to buy it. That's when you get the real great returns that help you outperform in the long run on a risk-adjusted basis. So that's how you rebalance. The easiest way for, for a person pre-retirement to rebalance is to just turn on their re- automatic rebalancer on the 401k. Almost every single one has it, where every year at a certain month, um, it'll rebalance everything back to your original choices. A more active person will use their contributions to change their asset allocation and to rebalance. In other words, if they look in their portfolio, they see they're overweight in large cap and underweight in international, they'll stop adding to large cap and start buying international. Make sense? Absolutely. But if um, you know, you're in retirement, it becomes a different story. Your rebalancing situation looks like this. You have your different pieces of your portfolio. I like your three years' worth of expenses in cash, a balanced portfolio, um, a dividend-paying stock portfolio, and some other income that's guaranteed for life. And so what I do when I rebalance and I look at things, the first thing I look at is how much of their three years' worth of expenses in cash did they spend? So if the market's positive for that quarter, I'll peel off enough out of the portfolios to replenish their cash. And then I'll look to rebalance inside the portfolios. So the first thing you look at is how can I always peel off the house money in the good times to replenish the cash that I'm spending so I always keep my three years' worth of, of safety reserves to get me through bad economies 
intact. Okay. So that's that's it's it's really important to kind of monitor it a little bit more closely in retirement, more on a quarterly basis. Most younger people in their twenties and thirties, they could rebalance once a year and still be okay as long as they're actively saving. So for you at work, you're in your office. Do you have a flag that says, take a look at, should I be rebalancing today, this month, this quarter? Like, when do you remind yourself, like, I need to do this? Um, well, it, it, on a quarterly basis, if the market's negative, you just rebalance inside the portfolios. Okay. But if the market's positive and it's in a big way, let's say it's a 7% quarter, for example. Right, which is what then, we had first quarter of 2012. Right, and so you, you talk to the clients that are retired, and you constantly have to remind them that you need the three years' worth of expenses and cash. So the quarterly review process becomes, look, here's what your portfolio did. What do your cash levels look like? Okay. Most of the time I can see on a wealth management site that we have for clients, I can see the amount of cash, and we can go ahead and send that to them. Gotcha. But it's an active communication situation. Uh, most of the strategies that I see people pitch out there are, here, I'm going to set up this strategy, and I'm never going to talk to you again. I'm going to sell you a bunch of crappy product, and then don't please don't call me for 15 years. That's, That's not how it should be in retirement. It's your money. It's the only thing that you have left to live on until you're 100 years old, so you better be a little bit more proactive about it. NBA is now starting to put advertisements on jerseys. Have you ever considered putting an advertisement on your business suit? Sell ads. <laughs> You're doing these think, quarterly reviews. I try to, to think well, what would be on that. That's something like milk and magnesia or something. <laughs> depends. <laughs> depends. I like it. You're, selling, you're telling me your clients wear depends. <laughs> nope. You're going on the record. Yeah. Okay, so what else do we need to know about rebalancing? Um, is it easier than we think? Is it something I, you should let a professional do? I think it's the hardest thing that people do because it's easy to buy, but the hardest time, the hardest thing that people have trouble with in investing is when to sell. Yeah. And so by creating pieces of your portfolio and a certain asset allocation level, so you have, you know, you got your three years worth of expenses in cash. That's something you have to keep intact. That means you know you have to sell gains in order to keep that intact. Okay. And then you have an a, an asset allocation plan that has a certain amount in in stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, alternatives, all of that in the portfolio. You set those parameters, and you know you have to sell when those parameters are out of whack. Okay. Um, I think that's about it for this topic. I think we've beat it to death, so to speak. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You can meet Chad at an upcoming Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event. You can find out more about those at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You can meet Chad yourself, say you need a CFP, say this is you know rocket science to you, say this is difficult stuff to understand and comprehend. Financial planners are good, good, solid ideas for people in retirement. You don't have time to make up your mistakes. Don't make mistakes. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And you can sign up for the event in San Rafael this weekend at Four Points Sheraton. Doing two events, Chad's going to run, run one from 9 to noon on wealth preservation retirement planning issues. Uh, from 9 to noon, and then I'm going to run one from 1 to 4 on wealth creation issues. You can sign up for either or event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. A lot of information there as well. Um, again, it's informal. It's it's. There's a lot of information. I think you'll learn something, uh, but it's not going to be like going back to college. and It's not going to be a test. There's not going to be a quiz. There's going to be no stress or anything along those lines. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com if you want to sign up for the event. Take a break here. We'll be right back.
Welcome in, Rob Black here, Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Nearly one in three adults have no retirement savings. A federal survey found that only 18% of Americans close to retirement age plan to retire on a set date and not work again. Those stunning numbers. 31% have reported no retirement savings or pension. Um, and that's including 19% from the age of 55 to 64. Almost half of adults are not actively thinking about financial planning for retirement. I'm going to be talking financial planning this weekend with CFP Chad Burton from 9 to noon in San Rafael, Four Point Sheraton. Uh, talking retirement planning, talking wealth management, talking estate planning with Michelle Lerman. I'm going to go over income portfolios and much, much more. You can sign up for the event right now at robblack.com. Speaking of CFP Chad Burton, let's consider a CFP Chad Burton spot here. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton. Welcome in. CFP, Chad Burton. He is the Ayatollah of rock and roll when it comes to financial planning. How are you, Mr. Burton? Good, thanks. <laughs> the Ayatollah, I like that one. Yeah, I don't think I made that up. I think I stole that from somebody. With that said, uh, let's talk a little 401k f- fees, because companies seem to differ like golden clay. Some 401ks are ideal. Some 401ks are costly, and they've got a horrible product in them. Yeah. So what do we need to know in the world of 401k and 401k fees? Well, first of all, if you're an employer and you know you started your business, you had some employees, they wanted a 401k plan, so you started it, and a lot of times they started it with an insurance company. And the internal fees in these things are often around 2% to get the, the everything covered. And usually either you directly or your employees are paying for it right out of the account. And they're not going to lower the fees to the next fee schedule level unless you ask. Now, recent laws have said that you know, as, as a 401k program is an offering, they're going to have to send out a very clear statement on what the 401k fees are. So this is going to become a bigger issue in 2012 and 13 where people are going to realize the costs of their 401k. So, you know, once you have a good amount of assets in the plan, you're able to shop it. You're able to go to the Vanguards, the T. Rowe prices, the, you know, get no-load funds and even ETFs into the 401k plan to get the fees down for your employees. I think there's a law with uh, the teachers 457s and 403Bs. I think there's a law that if they ask for a provider, it legally has to be given to them. So if, for instance, in their district they don't have fidelity, they could raise their voice and say, I'd like to use fidelity that provider has to be made accessible to them, which is kind of cool. You know, the, the, it's kind of a backfire on what's going on in the 403B market because I used to be able to, you know, take a, somebody's 403B and roll it over into another 403B so I can manage it at the custodian right. that I use, which is TD Ameritrade. But that's almost impossible right now. So hopefully that changes. Um, people, you know, a lot of teachers get stuck with what they're in. When we started off as a young company, you know, you, you basically put your 401k assets with almost anyone, like you said. Yeah. Um, but a little bit later in life, as your company starts to mature, you have the power, and not necessarily they have the power. Early on, it does feel like you have to go with whatever anyone's willing to provide for you. Yeah, and it's a much more competitive market now, so a lot of companies, uh, you know, whether it's your ADP, your paychecks, or whatever, have 401ks that are pretty much a just huge array of no-load funds that you can use, and almost nearly a flat fee or a per participant fee to do it versus super high management fees inside the account. So shop around. New Focus Financially has a 401k plan. Do you have any annual maintenance fees? We we have a per participant fee and then the annual fee to file the 5500 through through the payroll company. 
what happens, and I was just trying to set a standard of, uh, you know, what people can expect out there, because mm-hmm. obviously New Focus Financial is going to be on top of their 401k, trying to take care of their employees. Uh, what if you work for a company that has a bad, like, high annual fees or a housing fee or a trading fee or mutual fund fees? Uh, what's your, your mode of... You know, I, I I get people that email me and I said I just hate my 401k options are too expensive. So you got to get two to three or four people together, and you've got to send emails to the HR department. That's part of HR's job is to make sure that the employee benefits are run correctly, and part of the prudent man rule to make sure people are educated. If you're going to offer a 401k too as a business, you've got to educate people. Um, including yourselves on what funds are good and bad inside the program. Well, I work at Cron, and I could tell you that, and, you know, from talking to the teachers, I could tell you the HR departments, they're not very smart. Yeah. You know, the HR departments care more about sexual harassment versus educating people on investment options. Uh, and I'm the financial guy at a TV station, and then I see, you know, just these amazing just salespeople from just horrible companies come in, and uh, they bring pizza, and they're like, you should sign up for our funds, and their funds are the high-load funds, and... HR doesn't know what they're, they're getting these people in doing. Yeah, and at least, you know, now if you're 55 or older and you have a 401k plan with a large amount and you don't like it, most plans allow you to do what's called an in-service rollover where you can roll over into an IRA, a self-managed IRA, um, at least a minimum of your contributions. Okay. So if you're really unhappy or you want some day-to-day help with managing your funds, you can call up a, a, your 800 number. On your statement, say, am I eligible for an in-service rollover to an IRA? Okay. That way you could either manage it yourself or hire a money manager to, to do it for you. That's something you sometimes recommend where people want to work with a financial planner like yourself and all their assets are in their 401k. You say, are you X amount of age and can you do an in-service rollover? Because it's a way for you uh, to help them outside of their own 401k plan. Yeah, and, and a lot of it too has to do with... Uh, most of the time, it's because we're looking at the 401k choices that they have, and the bond choices are awful. Okay. And this is the hardest area to manage right now, and where a lot of risk lies in the next couple of years is interest rates will likely creep up after the uh, quantitative easing process is over. Anything else that we need to know? Uh, you know, just on your 401ks, too, it's something that you have to manage one of two ways by either rebalancing it through an automatic rebalancer or make sure you change where your contributions are going to rebalance your portfolio. I don't always keep my eye on my 401k. I kind of like let it accumulate, but there's a button that's auto rebalance. Yeah, you can auto rebalance every one, once a year, twice a year, or every quarter. Okay. And mathematically, that just um, it's taking a look that you have too much small caps, and it's saying let's buy some large cap because they've underperformed. It's just yeah, it, it causes you to 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 sell high and buy low. There you go. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. You can find me at robblack.com. Big event coming up this weekend in San Rafael. Um, I'd love for you to come out, uh, meet me. I'm running the event from 1 to 4. CFP Chad Burton's running it from 9 to noon. He's doing wealth preservation retirement planning. I'm doing more of a wealth creation, 5 bucks to get in. All that goes to a Stanford local charity. Um, and I believe we have wine and cheese at the second event, uh, coffee at the first. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, the two email winners that had a chance, uh, the email winner that won didn't respond to the email, so we're giving away those Motown tickets in the next segment. If you want to go to the Sunday night event, call in right now, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We need your name, your address, 
a little bit more information. So Sunday tickets, Sunday evening at the Orpheum in San Francisco for the Motown the Musical. Call 800-516-1220. Ron Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. Turns out Sonny from Sunnyvale won the tickets to the Motown musical this weekend at the Orpheum, Sunday evening, 7.30. Congratulations, Sonny. Let's pull in our guest, Dr. Jeff Rosen. He should be always introduced as Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. Uh, what did you make of the retail sales numbers that we saw today? They were exactly what I thought they were going to be. I mean, we had weak income growth, and when you have weak income growth, you can't have strong consumption growth unless you dip into savings. And for just about the entire year, we've had steady increases in savings. So weak income growth, increased savings, you end up with bad retail sales. Is this something that's going to be a monthly blip? Because we're adding jobs, it looks like. We're improving the labor force in the back half of the year. Um, should we shake this off, or is this going to be problematic that we've just become tighter? Well, there's three constraints for income growth. Uh, you have jobs. You know, The more jobs you have, the more income you get. But you also have the amount of hours that everybody works in their job and actual wage growth. And even though we had a decent size number of payroll gains, you know, still above 200,000, you had no change in the hourly work week and you had no change in the hourly wage. So the only gain in aggregate income came from the added jobs, which was only about 0.2%. So you weren't left with much room for overall uh, sales growth unless consumers that do have jobs decided to dip into their savings and, and spend a little bit out of savings, which we haven't seen at all this year. So, you know, even if we have payroll gains of 200000 going forward for the foreseeable future, without growth in wages and without uh, gains in, um, in hours, you can't do anything. What would you say the outlook is for retail in the next two to three years? If that's one of my you know, flags for why you want to stay involved in the market, what, what am I looking at with retail sales? You're seeing the 2% new normalish growth rates coming out of retail sales. You know, we're, okay. we're seeing nothing that signals a consumers willing to speed up you know, growth in, in, in demand. We're seeing nothing that things are trailing off either. It's just this steady state kind of ugliness that we've been giving you know, for the last few years that I see going forward. Sounds about right. What else are <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, it's sad. 
Um, well, I saw Macy's numbers this morning, and to me, the Macy's was one of those. It's a truly American company. It's in all the states, and they're just discounting. So to me, like the story is something along the lines of you're not going to hit, you know, a lot of retail sales growth if you're discounting uh, this year's prices versus last year's prices. Most definitely, and if, I mean, it's not just Macy's. If you read the reports, I mean, you're getting all these companies are getting excited about back-to-school shopping because it's, you know, a big season to them. But back-to-school shopping entails tons of discounts. So, yeah, you're getting people in the store, but you're getting them in the store for the wrong reasons. You're not getting them in there because, you know, these are people that want to buy more clothing. You're getting there because these are people that have to buy more clothing, and they're waiting for the discount to come in order to buy it. What else are we seeing in economic data, Dr. Jeff Rosen, that you think is important? Uh, I really still looking at that initial claims number. I've been looking at it for the past six weeks, Nick, and I've talked about it on air with you. You know, we're at levels that signal full employment. You, know, you, you generally don't can't go much further below three hundred thousand. Once you reach that level, that's really it. And it's telling me that either we're in a big structural unemployment situation where employment isn't going to change much from six percent. Or the initial claims number is somehow biased by poor seasonal numbers, which is very possible because the auto industry tends to shut down around this type of year for retooling, and it could have uh, caused some problems in the, in the seasonal adjustment issues. But you know, it worries me that full employment is is possibly real at six percent. That means that we're going to have a lot of people out of work for extended periods of time, and we're not going to see huge labor gains to, uh, you know, see driving those that are out of work into work. Okay. How about the concept of Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act? You know, now that it's been about a year, it feels like, um, how is that playing into employment numbers? Do you have any data to provide? It's still not showing up in the employment data, and a lot of it, you know, it just takes time for the data to be collected to get an adequate idea of how things are. I mean, we've been seeing lots of part-time jobs, which could be an indication that employers are looking not for full-time work but for part-time work to keep their employment levels below um, the Affordable Care Act minimums. But we've been seeing the same type of job growth before Obamacare was enacted. So I don't know if it's necessarily you know, recent trends changing or if it's just the fact that the overall economy is growing at a slow pace that there's no reason to hire full-time employees. One of the things that I'm curious to look at is seeing how companies transition from uh, 40 workers to 50 workers, you know, that when you, when you meet that minimum threshold, to see if companies are holding back if they're at these, you know, levels that could shift costs. So, unfortunately, that data won't be available until, you know, next year. So we won't be able to get a very good indication on how things are. But, you know, it's one of those things that there's a lot of anecdotal evidence, but there's really hard, uh, there's very little hard actual data. How is the service economy playing out versus the manufacturing? Because we keep hearing ancillary stories that manufacturing is picking up in the United States. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, it's came out of the recovery better than I would say than the service industry in general. Uh, you know, we had some, some strong growth, especially in motor vehicles over the last couple of years, and, and you know, subsidiaries or motor vehicles have done well. But 
uh, overall, the manufacturing sector in terms of jobs is a uh, is a diminishing area. I mean, U.S. is, is great at manufacturing, but not at great at labor-intensive manufacturing. You know, we're very good at uh, robotics and um, you know automated uh, manufacturing, which doesn't help overall employment growth as much. You know, the service sector it, it's mostly you know you, you can't automate it. So if you need a plumber, you know you, you're going to have to hire someone to to, be, to do a plumbing. It's hard to get a robot to go into your house and or into your your business and and fix a, a pipe. So you're going to see better job growth in that area. Anything else that you're working on that is an economic flag that you think is important to talk about? I'm curious to see how uh, investment is going to happen over the next six to 12 months. You know, we're talking about raising rates. You're getting a lot of Fed speakers constantly saying rates are going to rise sooner than later. You know, eventually, businesses are going to have to realize that rates are not going to be at the zero bound forever. And if businesses understand that rates are going to increase, you would expect them to start using, uh, you know, start purchasing investments and uh, doing that sooner than later because the return on investment is going to decline as rates go up. So I'm anxious to see if we get a pull forward in investment towards the second half of this year and in the beginning of next year as businesses try to, to get in before rates start rising. I'm also interested to see if consumers react the same way, if we start seeing maybe a pickup in, in housing sales because consumers are concerned that mortgage rates are going to go up, you know, and that's a, that's a real possibility. So we may see uh, some solid growth over the next, you know, three quarters, let's say, that uh, is due to pull forward, not necessarily stable gains. But uh, I want to see if that plays out. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Briefing.com is the website that I start all of my Wall Street Insights uh, mornings into. Um, solid. I mean, solid website everywhere you turn at briefing.com. Um, they've got perspective. They've got calendars. They've got investing and trading ideas, uh, earnings results. They've got, you know, breaking news throughout the day. They've got what are called story stocks, uh, stories of the day that they do write-ups on, and much, much more. You can find it at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Now, I, on the other hand, I've got an event coming up this weekend in San Rafael, Four Point Sheraton. Uh, Four Point Sheraton in San Rafael. I'm going to be doing an event on how to create wealth from one to four, from one to four. Um, bring any questions that you have. I'll try to answer them as best as I can. I'll be talking about portfolios. I'll be talking about the things that you need to know from insurance to investing to uh, doing your 401k. I speak very much so like a real person, so I think you're going to actually like it. Um, a lot like Dr. Jeff Rosen speaks um, when he was talking about you know GDP at 2% versus and the effects that it's going to have on the economy. You know, maybe you're saying this is as good as it's going to get in employment. I kind of like that. You can find him at briefing.com. CFP Chad Burton is going to be doing the event also with me on Saturday. But he's going to be running the event from 9 to noon on wealth preservation and retirement planning. Some of his topics will include income plans, um, what to do when you inherit assets, tax-efficient investing, dividends in retirement, and much, much more. Uh, you can sign up for that event from 9 to noon at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm going to be sending out a newsletter a little later this morning. Um, when you're at robblack.com, if you click sign up for newsletter, uh, if you do it in the next couple of minutes, you'll get it today. If not, you'll get it next month. It's free. It's via email. It's got typically a good idea or two. 
I've written most of it. I'll finish the rest of it after the show today. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Sign up for the events at robblack.com. Coming up, CFP Chai Burton. Welcome in, CFP, Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Rob? Let's talk about the event this weekend at San Rafael. You're going to be running it from 9 to noon, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. Um, what are some of the things you're going to be talking about? Um, well, a lot of things. I mean, this, since it's a Saturday event, we kind of combine several topics into one. But the biggest one, of course, that people are concerned about is they – near retirement, they've accumulated some wealth, and we're talking typically over half a million dollars or more in investments um, that this one's right for, the morning event. And that's how to live off of dividends and interest in retirement and how to do it the right way. Um, you've got a portfolio, you've got cash, and you've got to live off of your cash, your dividends and interest, but you also have to feed your cash, peeling off gains when they do come, almost like a, uh, you know, trimming, taking some gains and, and Always rebalancing your portfolio. Um, also, tax-efficient investing. What is tax That's another big issue investing? that people are concerned about, especially in California. That's a big theme of the summer, too, Rob. I mean, you've got all these tax inversion of companies. That's fair. Uh, I was just in Puerto Rico where a lot of money managers and hedge fund managers are moving their businesses to because Puerto Rico just got rid of their capital gains tax and, and dividends and interest tax, and they're trying to get a lot of you know wealthy to move over there. So those types of issues. Also making your income plan match your legacy goals. So you go from the basic retiree type of an income plan where, okay, I've retired, I've got just enough to live till age 100. There's a certain way to draw on your portfolio, but then there's also those people that have a lot of assets and they're trying to say, okay, I need to have enough money to live, but I also have legacy goals. I've got goals for my kids, my grandkids, my favorite charity. And so the way that you draw might change a little bit. You might think a little bit more about Roth conversions or leaving your IRAs to charity and other assets to your kids. Um, and when you do that, how do you leave money to kids without spoiling them? Because that's a big issue in the Bay Area that I see. Um, I think we've all known those spoiled trust babies, right, Rob? Sure. That, uh, you know, there's just no kind of ties, incentives to, to work, to take part in managing the money. Um, and Typically how do you what I see, do that? What I see in the Bay Area with the trusts is a lot of times it's real estate. Mm-hmm. They pass it on to their kid, and their kid basically turns it into a rental. And all he does all day long is walks around, looks for flaws in the houses, and walks around and looks for flaws in the houses, smokes some weed, walks around, <laughs> gains weight, looks for flaws in the houses. 
um, that's what I've seen a lot of, a lot of real estate trust abuse, per se, as far as the way it was set up. And uh, we've got a famous trust story that uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about at the event, the Robin Williams Trust, and how he set up his legacy. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a big issue, too. Um, and also what to do, because some people are, that are there, they are, they're actually inheriting assets. We've got a lot of old wealth in the Bay Area, like you mentioned. A lot of it has to do possibly with real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the right way to inherit assets? And the thing that you don't want to ever do is when you inherit a lot of money, whether it's winning the lottery or inheriting a lot of money, is make any rash decisions. Um, and sometimes people try to get you to do that. So if you end up sitting down with somebody in their commission-based advisor or something like that, and, and they're seeing this big dollar sign because you're inheriting the wealth, like, you've got to act now, you've got to do this and this and this and this. And if you ever feel any sense of urgency when it comes to dealing with, with large dollars amount or making large decisions with your wealth in terms of legacy or anything else, um, you know, back away. Because one of the most important things is taking the time to get educated and making sure that you feel like you're right, making the right decision uh, versus any sense of urgency because there just, just shouldn't be one, especially this time of year in August when half the people in the market are on vacation, right? That's right. Anything else you want to plug on the event? Um. Well, on the tax efficient investing side, we're going to talk about uh, which assets go in which accounts, um, what you should own in your IRAs versus your taxable accounts versus your Roth, and then which order do you draw from. And a lot of people, here's where the concentration of wealth is in okay. the Bay Area. It seems to be in real estate and in 401ks. And it's, there's two issues in real estate. You might need to liquidate at some point to, to keep up with inflation and your liquidity needs. So how do you do that? And then also when it comes to your 401ks, tax planning well in advance. Um, IRAs tend to be a growing tax problem for you and your family where if you're, you're wealthy and you do it the wrong way, your heirs could face um, you know, 70% taxes on your IRAs between estate tax and income tax. And that's, that's horrible. It's like the government saying, okay, um, it's, we can do a better job with that money than your family can. So they just trim it right off the top, and there's there's really ways to avoid. I look at the estate tax, kind of a voluntary tax. Sounds good. I will give away a couple pairs of tickets if people want to drop me an email right now to CCFP Chad Burke and talking in San Rafael from nine to noon, nine to two noon um, this Saturday. I mean, just right around the corner. Technically three days from now, Saturday the sixteenth, San Rafael Four Point Sheraton is a good location. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com, but if you want a pair of tickets, be the first person to email me, rob at robblack.com, and I'll send you the code so you can get in. You'll still need to sign up at robblack.com, and you can come meet CFP Chad Burton as he goes over important issues in retirement, like income plans, you know, how not to spoil your children, uh, what to do when you inherit um, assets. I'll go over some income ideas, especially tied towards retirement. Michelle Lerman will talk estate planning. You can sign up for either or event at robblack.com. In the afternoon, I'm going to be running an event on wealth, how to create it, how many steps that you have to know. I'm also going to go over a lot of hints, tips, and tricks from the past. Um, things like, you know, bad news coming out of Iraq right now, best thing in the world for someone who's accumulating wealth, worst thing in the world for someone who's trying to manage wealth, but one of the best things uh, for those who are trying to create wealth. We'll take a break here. Come back soon. You can find a podcast of the show at chadburton.com. ChadBurton.com or RobBlack.com or KDOW.biz. You can find CFP Chad Burton at NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com.
views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.